On today's show, we talk holiday parties at Disney World. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 171. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. And today on the show, it is just me talking at you. It's been a long time since I've done one of these, but um, I wanted to talk holiday parties and um, I think there's a lot of strategy involved, whether you're going to the parties or whether you're not going to the parties, if you're going to be in the parks at the time that parties are going on. And that is a, a good portion of the year. That's, you know, the whole back half of the year because parties start in August. Halloween in Disney World time starts in August. And I know we're only in July right now. Um, so thinking about Halloween in just a month seems odd, but uh, that's, you know, that's how it goes. We're, we go by Disney World rules and Disney World rules state that Halloween starts in August. So I'm going to talk the Halloween party and I'm going to talk the Christmas parties, both uh, Christmas uh, at Magic Kingdom, which is Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and the brand new party, uh, Jollywood Nights at Hollywood Studios. So the things that I'm going to focus on in this particular episode are tickets, uh, strategy for the parties, and then plans and strategy if you are in the parks and you're not going to the parties. Because, you know, there's a, a good chance if you have a trip planned between now and the end of the year that you will be there during a party time. So what do you do if you're there and you're not going to the parties? Or maybe you're going to the party, but you have a week-long trip, you know, and there might be more parties planned. So we're going to discuss that as well. Let's start with Halloween. Ah, oh, there you are. Oh, my husband would be so proud. <laughs> All right, let's start with Halloween. So Halloween, as of today, the day that I'm recording, uh, only one Halloween party has sold out. So this is interesting to me as somebody who's done the Halloween party many years. Typically, dates even in early August sell out, and that's because you get um, annoying people like me who are there, who want to check it out so I can tell you everything before you go. So, you know, I apologize for myself and my kind, but we are often there the first like party or the first week. So the the first party in particular often sells out pretty quickly. Um, as of today, only Halloween has sold out. The rest of the party dates are still open. Now, I, I will warn you, I'm recording this one a little bit early since I'm going to be going on that cruise. So that may have changed by the time this episode's released. But even so, with it being into July, and we still have party dates available. It's an interesting sign um, as to whether or not these parties are going to sell out. Several years ago, I would have advised you, if you're thinking about the party, but you're not sure, it's okay to hold off on buying tickets because this, we're talking hurricane season, and it's, you know, it's not getting better. Uh, there are only more and more tropical storms, hurricanes rolling through Florida every year, and so I used to advise people like, wait, take a look at the weather, decide when it gets closer, um, because the parties go on rain or shine. So even if, you know, it's storming the whole time, the only way you would get your money back for a party ticket would be if they had to shut everything down. I was at, if you go back to my episode from the Christmas party, I was in November uh, 2022, I believe it was, I did the Christmas party. 
And uh, a tropical storm came through and like I had to rearrange my flight to get there. But I really wasn't sure they shut the parks down for a while. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. They reopened the parks that afternoon and the Christmas party was on. So had I not been able to get a flight out, I would have missed out on that Christmas party. So it's interesting. It does seem to me just looking at wait times um, and and hearing about crowd levels the crowds are not as bad right now. I think a lot of the revenge travel we saw last year is slowing down. So this is a good thing if you are looking to get tickets for the Halloween party. Um, I would still keep in mind the closer you get to Halloween, the more likely those dates will sell out. But if you're looking at like end of August, you might be able to hold out a little bit longer um, make sure it's something you are really committed to doing. If you're iffy on it, I would wait and see what the weather is. Now, if you are like, this is something I have to do, just pull the trigger. If you know that this is a, a key part of your plans, pull the trigger. But right now, it looks like the Halloween party, uh, you can still get tickets for every day except for Halloween, which is a really good sign if you're looking for the Halloween party without massive crowds. Now, that being said, um, let's move into strategy. Crowds are not typically an issue at the Halloween party. And I've, I've heard people complain about sold out parties. I think almost every party, if not every party I've been to the last several years, they've all been sold out. And I've never felt that crowds were an issue. Now, that being said, it depends on what your priorities are. Certain things are going to have um, higher wait times or, or more, more crowds, I should say. I don't even want to say wait times. They're going to have more crowds. So my strategy for the Halloween party would be to arrive early. If you buy a Halloween party ticket, you don't need a regular park ticket. You can get into the parks starting at 4 p.m., whether or not you have a regular park ticket. So I would take advantage of that. Get to the parks at 4 p.m. and just start knocking out anything that is low weight. Or if you want to do like a sit-down dinner in Magic Kingdom before the party, this is a great opportunity to do it beforehand. Um, arriving early lets you just knock a whole bunch of things off of your list. If characters are a priority, this is where you're going to wait. This is where you will wait in line. Uh, we don't have a full list of characters yet, but you know we know Jack Skellington is. I would be shocked if Jack and Sally were not there meeting. Um, so you know there are certain characters we know. If a character is a high priority, line up early. Line up early for them. And certain characters like Jack and Sally will let you line up very early and they will start meeting before the party officially, like quote unquote officially starts at seven. So you're in there at four, you can line up early um, and it's usually by 5 p.m., like at the latest. So I would make it a priority when you get in the park if Jack Skellington is a high priority to try and get in line uh, for Jack and Sally because you know they're going to start meeting by 5 p.m. Often like 4 or 4.30, um, there will be a line and they'll start letting people in. Now, if you really want to do rides, I have had really great luck meeting Jack and Sally um, during the parade or immediately after the parade. So this might take a little bit of planning. I myself, like, I will watch, if I want to meet Jack and Sally, I will watch the parade over in front of Town Square Theater. There's always fewer people over there, so crowds are, are rarely, if ever, an issue. I don't know that I've ever had an issue just walking up last minute. And then the moment that final float comes by, or even if you're getting excited, you know, even maybe before, a couple minutes before the final float, 
just run in because you're right at Town Square Theater, which is where Jack and Sally meet. And I've had incredible luck. If you wait too long or if you're too far down Main Street, people will come flooding in the moment the parade is over. So just keep that in mind if that's something you want to do. Your other option is to wait till the end of the night. This isn't guaranteed. I've also I've had luck doing this, but I've also had bad luck doing this waiting until the very end of the night to meet them. Um, So that can be hit or miss, but it is another good option. Now, like I said, you can get in at 4 p.m., but the party doesn't start until 7 p.m. So you're not going to be able to do any of the uh, the party specific things. So with the exception of meeting Jack and Sally, just because, you know, their line gets crazy, they'll let you meet early. But if you're looking to trick or treat, do the special photo pass photos they do for the parties, things like that, that you have to wait until seven. So my strategy here, I would say uh, skip the early parade. And I would also wait to do things like trick-or-treating immediately. Lines for trick-or-treating at the very beginning are very long. And I don't really understand why, because a lot of the trick-or-treating, it's like when you get off of rides and stuff. So there's really, there's no point in hunting down candy and trick-or-treating right off the bat at 7 uh, 7 p.m. So at 7 p.m., this is when I would take advantage of uh, more rides, keep an eye on wait times, but... Uh, You will see wait times start to dip here once the party starts because regular guests will be leaving the park. Keep in mind, regular park guests, though, can get in line at 6.59 at like as long as they're in line before seven, they can be in line. So if you're looking to do Seven Dwarves Mine Train, I would wait a bit, wait just a bit, but you can start hitting other rides at 7 p.m. Another great option, I like to go and find all the photo pass Uh, photographers. They do really fun magic shots specifically for the party. So those will all start at seven. Rarely, if ever, have I stood in a line more than like a few minutes for these photo pass shots. So I would start with rides, photo pass, then I would move on to trick-or-treating. Definitely skip the first parade if you can. If you can, you're going to see a lot more people with kids going to the first parade or people who maybe don't like people like me, you know, I hate to admit it, but I, I often have trouble staying awake till the very end. Um, So those people are going to flood out before the second parade happens. So skip the first parade. If you can, the second parade, you're going to have a way easier time lining up Um, to get a good spot. You're not going to have to get, you know, right on main street or whatever, super early. It's going to be way easier. The thing that I always find has the biggest um, the biggest crowds are the Hocus Pocus show and people who want to get up really close to the castle for fireworks because they have this really cool Jack Skellington puppet. And you really you have to be close if you want to see it. So here's what I'm going to say about that. Um, the Hocus Pocus show is very cute. You do need to be close if you want to, like, really see the performers If at all possible, I would wait till the end of the night, like even the last show, or or if fireworks and seeing Jack Skellington is a big priority, oftentimes the way the timing works, the fireworks show will happen, and then the Hocus Pocus show will happen immediately after. So if you're staying for one, just stay put and wait for the second, wait for the other show. So stay put after the fireworks, wait for Hocus Pocus, because you will still be right there in front of the castle. If seeing the Jack Skellington up close is not a priority, like me personally, it's just not a huge priority. You don't have to stake out a spot really for the fireworks. It is not difficult to get great viewing for the fireworks at the party. So unless you really want to be up there, 
Uh, you can just kind of roll up 10 minutes beforehand, get a comfortable spot, you know, grab a, a treat and and wait for the fireworks. Hocus pocus. Again, if the fireworks and being up close is a priority, just stay put and wait for hocus pocus because most likely there's going to be a hocus pocus show right after. If that's not the case, uh, don't go to the first show, but I think your best bet is probably the very last show of the night. But I will say that is the most popular uh, uh, thing, I'm pretty sure, at this event is that Hocus Pocus show. All right. And so plans if you're not, let's talk about strategy if you are not going to the Halloween party. But there's a Halloween party scheduled for that day. My advice for Magic Kingdom is to, if you have the option, spend that day at Magic Kingdom. You are going to see lower crowds because people are going to avoid that park. It closes at 7. So for most people... They look at that as, you know, missed opportunity. Why would I want to waste my ticket if it closes at seven? I'll tell you why you're going to want to use your ticket. I'm not going to say waste. You're going to want to use your ticket. It's because wait times are going to be lower on this particular day. Now, whether or not Genie Plus will be a necessity, uh, it's it's hard to say. Um, Mid-August, maybe, because we're still seeing some summer break people, but in you know, September, maybe not, not as much, you know, late August into like most of September, probably not. Crowds are going to be low enough. So unless you really want to like knock this stuff out, or if you want to get Genie Plus, another thing you could do is get Genie Plus and start stacking for the next park that you do. So you could easily spend the morning at Magic Kingdom, start stacking for a different park. And if you have park hoppers, you could hop over to a different park in the evening. But take advantage of the the lower wait times, the lower crowds on party days, even if you don't have a party ticket. All right, so let's move on from Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And these are gonna they're gonna have a very similar uh, vibe here for for tickets and um, you know when you want to purchase if you want to purchase. Uh, I would say if you're planning on going to the first party or the first couple of parties. Or the week of Christmas or like that week before Christmas, buy your tickets early. It's That's going to be your best bet. Um, luckily, we have we are moving out of hurricane season at this time, but it's not unheard of. Like I just said, last year I was there in November and a tropical storm rolled in and the parks closed for a day or half a day. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go to the Christmas party. Now, it did end up working out. But that is something you have to keep in mind. So again, very similar to the Halloween party. If this party is high priority for you, I would definitely buy tickets in advance. If you're on the fence about it, wait until you see what weather looks like. It can also get really, really cold um, in the evenings at the parties. Now, I personally don't mind this. You know, I mean, I was just there. If you listened to my last uh, trip report, my own trip report, it was like 105 degrees, the, the feels like temperature. So I don't always mind when it's a little bit colder, but that is something to keep in mind. You know, if you're planning on going, you're going to want to check the weather because you're going to be out very late and those temperatures can drop. And just because it says 50 degrees, I mean, that's really, that's when people get hypothermia because you feel like you're like, well, 50 degrees isn't bad. It's not freezing, but if you aren't dressed appropriately, it can still be dangerous. So I want to make sure that, that everybody, you know, understands that, Yes, it's Orlando, but it can get chilly and and you do need to dress appropriately because, you know, that Orlando weather can be unpredictable. So again, strategy for this party, I would say uh, similar to the Halloween party, it 
You can get in starting at 4 p.m. It starts at 7 p.m. So again, do low wait time rides in Magic Kingdom, line up for characters early, and Jack Skellington is back again for Christmas, but this time he's dressed as Sandy Claus, another popular meet. So exact same rules apply for Christmas here as did for Halloween if Jack Skellington is high on your list. Exactly the same strategy that I want you guys to use. So your options are line up when you get there. You know, like 4 or 4.30, he'll probably start meeting before 5, most likely. Like if we're going to go by by history here, by past parties, that's a great strategy to have. I would also say you can head over there uh, once the parade starts. Or if you want to situate yourself um, over by the theater to watch the parade as soon as that parade's over, run in there. Or lastly, you can try at the very end of the night. A little bit hit or miss, but typically a pretty good strategy. Um, and again, when the party starts, do specialty treats, do the special photo pass photos, because again, they have them for the Christmas party as well as the Halloween party. Low weight characters, you know, knock them out. Not every character is going to be, uh, you know, two hour wait like Jack Skellington. Not everything's going to be like that. There are definitely some low weight characters. So just know your priorities. Check out the lines. Ask cast members. Those lines can be deceiving, too. Because these characters are meeting outside, you might look at the line and say, oh, it's only, you know, 15 people deep. Well, if they're spending five minutes or five minutes plus with each person, that adds up. And that's a lot of time out of this party. Again, skip the early parades and shows. You know, do rides, do characters during that parade. And these fireworks, I don't see any reason why you need to be super close to the castle. Like, unless that's just, you know, your goal, you want to be up there. That's awesome. Um, I don't think you're going to have as much trouble. I would still plan on getting there a little early if you want to be right up front in front of the castle to like really see um, the projections on the castle. Otherwise, I often really with the the Christmas party, I have had zero issues just walking up when I'm ready, you know, 15 minutes beforehand or whatever and, and grabbing a great, you know, prime spot for the fireworks. I think ride-wise... The big draws at the Christmas party, uh, a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, because always, um, Tron, which will have a virtual queue. And, you know, I didn't mention this for Halloween, but a virtual queue will be used. So I'm curious to see what the wait times will look like. My suggestion, mm, my suggestion here, um, now this is a, a new thing, but with the virtual queue being used for parties, this is, you know, still a, a new thing. My suggestion would be to, to try your best to go at the very end of the party. You might still be waiting in a long line because virtual queue, it's not the same as lightning lane. You're not skipping to the front of the line. You know, they just call you and say, okay, you can stand in line now. Um, so if Tron is a priority, I would maybe wait till the end of the night. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, if you're doing all this other stuff at the party and you're heading over to Tron at, you know, party, the party's end or close to the party's end, it's the same rules. You have to be in line by, you know, close time, by closing. But it's late on these party nights. You know, it goes until 1 a.m. So keep that in mind. If it's an hour-long wait, you might be standing in line. You might not get off Tron until 2 a.m. So is that something you're interested in doing? I, I I can't speak for you, but just something to keep in mind. Um, if you're unsure, grab that virtual lightning lane, and I would ask a cast member, you know, once you're called and you head over there, how long is this wait going to be? And you can determine from there whether or not this is worth it for you. I greatly enjoy Tron. I don't know that I would spend 
time in a ride queue, any ride queue for any ride on this evening, I don't know that I would spend any more than maybe 20 or 30 minutes in a ride queue on a party night. And I think that I'm even kind of being generous here. Um, Party nights, I want to get on rides quickly. There's so much to see and do that I don't want to stand in line for an hour. So we'll see. Um, And this, again, is for both the Halloween and the Christmas party that Tron will be using a virtual ride queue. But my suggestion is, you know, go when you get your call back for that ride, ask the cast member at the ride what the wait time is looking like. Or if you can, if you are a night owl, if you're a party animal and really want to hold out, get in line at the very end of the night. And you know what's cool about that, too, is when you get off, a lot of people will have filed out. It's a great opportunity to be on Main Street without a million people being there. And that's to me, that's that's what's worth it. That's that's right there, the the real winner. But also I would need to be able to stay up till 2 a.m. And I'm not really great at that. Um, all right, strategy if you're not going. Again, exactly the same as Halloween. These two parties, the way they're structured, the events, um, everything about them is very, very similar. So the strategy for one typically works for the other with like a few differences. You know, there's no Hocus Pocus show. There's no show that that matches Hocus Pocus at the Christmas party. But other than that, strategy if you're not going to the party is going to be the same. If you can get uh, a park reservation at Magic Kingdom on that day, I would do it, especially if you have hoppers, because then you can just spend your evening elsewhere. If you don't have hoppers, it's still not a bad opportunity. You can rope drop, you can get everything done, and then you can go out for a nice dinner or you can relax back at your resort. Or you can go to Disney Springs if you want to, you know, continue the party and stay out late. So lots of options. Don't let that 7 p.m. closing time frighten you. But I will say I would definitely start earlier. If you're not a morning person, maybe make this the the one day of your trip that you would be willing to get up a little bit earlier and try and get to the parks a little bit earlier. So I think that's going to be um, key for strategy. All right, let's move on to Jollywood Nights. I'm going to have less uh, less strategy on this one. Um, I will be going to the first party, the first Jollywood Nights party. So um, hopefully I'll have some thoughts on strategy for you immediately after that. That is my plan. That is my goal for this particular party. Um, I will say I don't think I've seen a ton of buzz about this party. So I'm I'm really curious on how ticket sales are going to go. So far, it doesn't seem like it's been, you know, a, a huge blowout. I mean, maybe I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We'll see as it gets closer. Maybe every single day it'll sell out. Who knows? Um, but there, there are a few, there are a few issues I see with this that I think are are causing people to hesitate. It's that this the cost of this party is, you know, right on par with with not so scary Halloween and very Merry Christmas party at Magic Kingdom. The difference is one Hollywood Studios doesn't have nearly as many rides as Magic Kingdom. It just doesn't. The second is you can't get into Hollywood Studios until 7:30 p.m. That's a huge difference. The parties at Magic Kingdom, you can get in at 4 p.m. So 7:30 p.m., that's so much value removed from this particular ticket. So If this is something you're dying to do, 100% go for it. Anyone else, if you're on the fence about it, 
I would wait. Like, unless your dates just happen to be like, the only thing you could do is the first party and you don't have time to wait and see, you know, people's opinions of it and and how the party went. I I would honestly would probably just just hold off a little bit on this one if you if you're on the fence um, on buying tickets. So I don't have a strategy, but I do have some thoughts, and so I kind of want to talk about some of the pros and cons of this particular event. Um, so the pros, I think it seems more adult. Well, at least I I mean I think this is a pro. Maybe you look at this as a con if you're going with kids and this is something you were thinking of doing with your kids. It just it feels like a more adult event. And I listed it under pros. I mean, I have three kids, but I listed it under pros because my thought is this could split party crowds. My thought is, you know, if you are going with a a family and you've got kids who are interested in doing a party and you're looking at these two parties, I think people with kids are going to lean towards Magic Kingdom. There's more for kids to do. It's more kid friendly. You get like if you're buying for, you know, yourself, your spouse, you know, two or three kids, that's a lot of money on party tickets. So you're getting more value if you can get in at 4 p.m. versus 7 p.m. So right there, families, you know, bigger groups, I think they're going to lean towards Magic Kingdom. So I listed this as a pro just because I think this could spread out party crowds. If you can only pick one, maybe Disney adults are going to go more Hollywood Studios and families are going to go more Magic Kingdom. Now we'll see how this actually plays out. I 100% see kids. And sometimes I'm like, oh, like, dang, like this little kid's over here, like dancing in their stroller and stuff. And I'm a full grown woman who can barely stay awake. So, I mean, kids can do it. They can hang, but they're probably going to have more fun at Magic Kingdom. And mom and dad are going to get their money's worth at Magic Kingdom. But the focus when I say it's adult, it's more, you know, they, they bill it as like a dapper event. It's like swanky parties and and they say, you know, dress to impress in your your holiday finest and, you know, your most dapper outfit. So it feels like Dapper Day, but holiday, holiday themed Dapper Day. Also quite a bit of alcohol at this one, which is obviously something you're not going to see at Magic Kingdom because Magic Kingdom, you're, you're going to get alcohol at sit down restaurants. You're not just going to go up to a counter and be able to get alcohol. It seems here that there are several, you know, more adult Dance parties and alcohol and specialty cocktails are a big part of it. Also, retro characters, characters my kids have never heard of, uh, will be there. I believe it was, you know, Phineas and Ferb, um, which I'm a little too old for, but I definitely remember. I never watched that one, but I remember. Um, but Max as Powerline will be there. Now that I remember. Uh, so he's one of my favorites. So he will be there. I mean, that's clearly that's aimed, that's aimed at me. You know, that's not aimed at my kids. So we'll say another pro, um, low wait times at Hollywood Studios, always a pro. And after hours events are almost always such a great value and such a fun time. Now we'll see about the value because it starts at 7.30 p.m. But, you know, if we can hang on to these low wait times, I think that that right there will be the value. The cons, though, when I say again, so low wait times and after hours event events being a value. So the, the flip side of that again is 730 and Rise of the Resistance will have a virtual queue. This one baffled me. It really did because, you know, Tron, I, I guess I, I get it's the newest ride, um, but Tron, at least there are a ton of other rides at Magic Kingdom. Hollywood Studios, there are not a ton of other rides. So at a party like this, I would imagine you'd want to put bodies somewhere. <laughs> 
So if these bodies are not waiting, physically waiting in line, not virtually waiting, physically waiting in line at Rise of the Resistance, then what are they doing? I mean, I guess, you know, Disney's thoughts probably like, well, they're having a cocktail or they're buying a specialty drink or or a specialty snack or something. But but I'm concerned about crowds. So I want those bodies to be somewhere. <laughs> and if they're not in a ride queue, I, I'm worried about what crowd levels will look like. Now, again, we'll see this this party. This is the first year this is happening. So we don't know for sure. But but that that is um, a concern of mine. Another con is no free snacks or drinks at this one. You know, if you look at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, which price-wise is very close, very similar, and it's at Magic Kingdom, um, they also offer free cookies and hot chocolate at several locations. But so far, like unless something changes between now and November, uh, no free snacks or drinks or anything has been mentioned. Uh, So lastly, Jingle Bell Jingle Bam. This is my last con on the list. It's now behind a paywall. And that's not to say that like you guys were all writing me emails or whatever, dying to see Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. But previously it was a free show. And when they stopped doing it for a while, I don't think I heard a single complaint. I mean, nobody's nobody's going to Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam and crying the way they are at Happily Ever After or, you know, Wishes or whatever. I mean, you're just not seeing that with this show. So it's odd to me to put it behind a paywall and, you know, a thing that was free before and now make it like, look, this is this party exclusive, this show that people don't really talk about. It's an odd choice to me. Um, and it feels kind of like a a fake incentive or fake value added to this show or to this party. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I hesitate to say one thing either way on this party, you know, whether I think it's going to be great or not great until I actually go I will 100% be sharing that with you, but it's um, it's hard to say. There's a lot going forward on both both ends right now. So hopefully that gets worked out between now and November. Now, strategy, if you're not going to this particular event, but you're interested in Hollywood Studios, this one, I'm, I'm going to go the opposite of the Halloween party and Christmas party at Magic Kingdom. If you are interested in Hollywood Studios during this time, I would probably avoid party days just because the park, you're not going to see lower crowds. Um, the park's not going to close any earlier, but I'm guessing you're going to see more people who have party tickets and also have regular park tickets showing up to Hollywood Studios a bit early. So I think that park is actually probably going to be a bit more crowded, at least in the evenings. So I don't think that I would include Hollywood Studios on my to-do list if there's a a uh, Jollywood event going on on that particular night. Now, that being said... Like I said, I will be going to this event uh, in November, and I'm dying to share my thoughts on it with you guys. I'm excited. There are some fun, you know, it's there's going to be uh, sing-alongs uh, with Jack Skellington, and there's going to be Muppets, and so a lot of fun stuff. Um, I just, I really, really, really hope the value is there, and obviously you guys will be the first to know. So I think that's it for this particular episode. Um, just a couple of notes before we sign off. You may have noticed that ads may or may not have started playing on the podcast. I do appreciate you guys sticking with me. Uh, currently, the podcast was something I was doing, um, and it it really it brought in no revenue. It brought in no income whatsoever. Um, but as it's grown and as you guys have continued to listen um, and reach out to me and stuff, I've I've invested so much of my time and my own money on it, and so. This is a way to offset it so that I can keep producing a podcast every week and 
sharing Disney stuff with you. So I appreciate your support through all of that. Uh, next week, we are going to be sharing our own trip for our Royal Caribbean cruise. And the goal here is to compare it to our recent Disney World cruise. I've had a lot of questions about value, about um, comparing it to Disney, like for family stuff. So the kids club, um, just general activities, shows, things like that. Most of the questions I'm getting are, are is this cruise going to be as good for a family or for my kids? Those those are probably the top questions that I am getting. If you have any questions, um, please let me know. But we should be getting that to you next week. So until next time, I will see you guys in the parks. Bye.